Welcome to Mastering Midlife with Heidi. I'm Heidi, certified hypnotist and mindset coach, and in this podcast, I'm breaking down my secret code for midlife success. Are you trying to overcome people-pleasing behaviors, navigating divorce, living in debilitating self-doubt, or something else keeping you stuck? You're in the right place. I know that you're ready to get to the next level of your life feeling happy and fulfilled, so let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to episode two of Mastering Midlife with Heidi. Today, we're talking about are you being nice or are you a people pleaser? And how do you tell the difference? What is people pleasing anyway? My original definition before I knew how much I was actually a people pleaser was that it's going out of one's way to do things for other people or to be helpful a desire to please or be nice. And I asked my mom a couple of years ago what she thought people-pleasing was, and she said, it's a good thing. It's when you're nice to other people and do things for them to help them out. But I learned that there's a huge gap, like Grand Canyon-sized gap, between simply being nice and actually being a people-pleaser. I was in my early 50s before I realized how devastating people-pleasing was in my life. It impacted my health, my relationships, my career, and it eroded away at my self-esteem without me even knowing it. It was very insidious. It led me to being emotionally bullied and isolated from my friends and family by my partner And I was actually hospitalized from the stress and manifestations of holding things inside me and not speaking up. I continued to ignore commitments that were broken, and then I put the blame on myself, telling myself I had done something wrong or I just wasn't nice or good enough. And one of the biggest blows for me was my people-pleasing kept me in an unfulfilling marriage and I lost my chance to have a family. So let's dive in and see if you're a people pleaser or if you're just being nice. How are they different? What makes helping others and wanting to be nice a bad thing? The biggest difference is the intention or the motivation behind the people pleasing. So people pleasers do things for others for a reason. There's an intention behind it, and that intention is typically to gain approval or to avoid disapproval. And that was me. One of the threads running back as far as I can remember is the fear of disappointing someone—parents, teachers, friends, boyfriends—and then as an adult, bosses and coworkers, and the worst was intimate partners— And that's where my people-pleasing showed up the most. As people-pleasers, we fear not being liked or approved of or valued. We fear being rejected or abandoned. We fear being shamed or blamed for something. We fear losing control. We fear upsetting someone by hurting their feelings or making them mad. Or like me, the fear of disappointing someone, which really equated to the fear of not being liked, which when you boil that down, 
It's really the fear of rejection. So one of my clients said that she people-pleased because she felt obligated. Would she lose her job or special privileges if she didn't people-please and didn't do what she thought other people wanted her to do? Why do we do it? Why do we people-please? Where does this come from? People-pleasing typically comes from our childhood and the need to be seen and heard. All kids, all humans want to be seen and heard. And most of us were taught when we were young to be good boys and girls, to get good grades, to get along with others, don't talk back, things like that. And girls especially got this message to be sweet and nice, to get along and not make trouble, don't hurt anyone's feelings. We were taught to give because that's what good people do is they give to others. And most of us had this strong desire to be liked and to fit in, to be approved of. There's nothing wrong with that, but that turned into a way of becoming a people pleaser in order to get those things. And there are many costs of people pleasing. I'm going to list a whole bunch of them here. Feeling unappreciated. We think that by being nice, will lead to being more appreciated, but we end up feeling unappreciated because people take advantage of the niceness. And ultimately, we're teaching people how to treat us. And when we people please to feel appreciated, that is always going to backfire on us. Another cost is that we end up feeling resentful because you feel unappreciated, and because you feel yourself losing sight maybe of what's important to you when you people-please, you end up feeling resentful because the other person isn't acting or reacting to you in a way that you would like them to. Another cost is you end up doing things that you don't like to do, right? So we do things we don't like to do to fit in and to get along and to be liked and approved of. We go along with things or do activities that we don't even enjoy doing just to fit in. We end up sacrificing our own needs and desires to meet the expectations of others, and we end up losing sight of ourselves when we do that. We can get burned out from using so much energy doing for others and never filling our own cup. We never stop to take time to fill our own cup, and you cannot pour anything from an empty cup. And I want you to stay tuned for the cost that I took to my physical health after a short 60-second break. I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed, exhausted, disappointed, and resentful from putting everyone else's needs ahead of your own. I've spent the last decade figuring out how to overcome people-pleasing and put myself first without feeling guilty or selfish through therapy, Codependence Anonymous, self-help books, courses, and lots of blood, sweat, tears, and money. And I created a powerful methodology to live in radical self-trust, confidence, and joy. Inside my Thrivers program, I walk you through this exact methodology. 
Let me save you the struggle, frustration, time, and money I went through in order to live life by your parameters. I'll accelerate this process for you inside Thrivers. This is a small group program that starts the end of February 2023. The link is in the description to register. Now back to the episode. Another cost of people-pleasing is the hits you'll take to your physical health. I had four surgeries within six months to repair something that I believe came about from me bottling up inside everything that I was dealing with, which is a behavior characteristic of someone not wanting to stir up trouble. I was in a toxic marriage and I was allowing commitments to go by without being taken care of. I didn't say things. I didn't speak up because inside I told myself he didn't mean it. He'll do it. I misunderstood. I made all the excuses for why I didn't speak up to confront the fact that he was not taking care of what he committed to taking care of. Another cost of people-pleasing is the hit to your mental health. Your self-esteem will take a hit because people-pleasing reinforces the idea that your needs and desires aren't important. And when you do that over time, your self-esteem is going to plummet. It becomes difficult to make decisions for yourself when you're a people-pleaser. You fear being unpopular with other people and you don't know what you like anymore, so it becomes really hard to make decisions for yourself. Another cost of people-pleasing is the disconnection between you and your friends, your spouse, other people in your life, and you become harder to get along with. Because we end up feeling, as people-pleasers, like we're being taken advantage of, we frequently feel guilty or obligated, and then those feelings end up coming across in our interactions with others. We become irritable and frustrated, and that ends up disconnecting us from other people. We don't know our wants and needs as people-pleasers. That's one of the costs. And when we're enmeshed in this codependent relationship— we begin to not understand the line between ourselves and the other person. And so it just becomes very blurred as to what I want and need. And a huge cost that I experienced was we set ourselves up to be taken advantage of. Narcissists and toxic people target, they love People pleasers because they can get their way. They can get what they want from a people pleaser. They know they can take advantage of this person and have a people pleaser, a codependent, feed their every whim. As people pleasers, we rarely feel validated because we're seeking the validation outside of ourselves. And that's not where validation truly comes from. So when we're constantly seeking it from outside of ourselves and not getting it, we feel frustrated. And then that causes us just to continue to try and get it more. And it's just this vicious cycle. As people pleasers, we self-abandon. 
We abandon ourselves completely for another person. A lot of times there is no moderation. All the giving goes to the other person and leaves no time or energy for ourselves. The ultimate cost of people-pleasing is we become inauthentic. One thing I tell my clients, and I warn them that this will be really hard to hear, is that people-pleasing is actually lying. It's a form of manipulation to have the other person act a certain way in order to soothe your discomfort of not being able to speak your own truth. The other person doesn't ever get to know you or interact with the real you when you are morphing yourself into someone who you think you need to be to be approved of, to be validated, to be liked, to fit in. As you can see, there are a lot of costs of people-pleasing, and there's probably many more that I have not mentioned. There's actually benefits of people-pleasing as well, which I know sounds really weird. But people-pleasing became a way to get what you wanted. It was a way to feel in control. If you had an upbringing where you felt like you weren't seen or heard or you weren't emotionally supported, then maybe people-pleasing became a way for you to to get that support, to get that validation. And it also is a way to feel in control because if I keep them happy, then I feel in control of the outcome. The outcome may not be really a positive thing, but at least when I people please and keep others happy and keep the peace, I know what the outcome is going to be. Again, a benefit of people-pleasing is to keep things calm and peaceful. And for some, it actually became a way to stay physically or emotionally safe. By not speaking up, by not rocking the boat, by not talking back, by respecting authorities, by not saying no, and always going along with what other people wanted, it was a way to keep yourself emotionally safe, and sometimes even physically safe. I have worked with clients who have been abused by parents, and they learned to people-please to just keep the peace and to keep hands off of them and to emotionally not be berated. So people-pleasing becomes a survival mechanism in some cases. How do you know if you're people-pleasing? That's what I get asked. So there are actually five questions that I came up with that you can ask yourself. The first one is, do you often feel like you don't measure up or that you're not good enough? People-pleasers rely heavily on the approval and validation of others, and when they don't get it, it can lead to feelings of low self-worth and lack of confidence. The second question you can ask yourself is, do I struggle with taking time for myself? People pleasers neglect their own physical and emotional well-being because they can't overcome the feelings of guilt or selfishness a lot of times. They've been taught that it's wrong to put themselves first. And again, many times kids use people-pleasing as a survival mechanism, and then they grow into adults, and they continue 
to exhibit this behavior because it has become a habit. Do you have a hard time speaking up for yourself or sharing your feelings or hurts? That's another question you can ask yourself. Lack of assertiveness makes it difficult to advocate for yourself or get your needs met. But as a people pleaser, we have a really hard time many times sharing our feelings or what hurts us because we have the fear of being rejected if we share how we feel. Another question, do you frequently feel resentful or burned out? This comes from neglecting your own needs and desires because you're putting everyone else's needs above your own. Not only is this draining on your energy, but it makes you pissed off because you feel you should be getting the same or similar treatment back, and we don't. The last question, do you have a difficult time saying no? This is the one I hear most often. How do I say no without feeling guilty or selfish? And sometimes as a people pleaser, it feels almost impossible to say no. We're afraid of upsetting someone, of them not asking us again, or a myriad of other things. So we say yes, even when our gut is screaming, no, no, no. And then sometimes we try to figure out how to say no after we've already said yes, which just compounds the stress that we end up feeling. If this is resonating with you, you're probably saying, well, where do I start? So I say start first with being selfish. And what that looks like is figure out what you like what you want, what you need, and then start doing some or all of those things for yourself. Do one of them every day. Even if it's as simple as not setting the alarm to get up, that I'm just going to wake up whenever I wake up, or picking where you want to go for dinner. Start deciding. Because as people pleasers, we have a really hard time many times deciding because we've always put others' needs and wants ahead of ourselves. So you can start by being selfish. And selfish is one of the kindest things you can do for yourself and for the other people in your life. Because when you start being selfish, which I know that word we have learned to mean is not a good thing, but when we start putting ourselves first— we start treating ourselves better, which allows us to treat other people better. Another thing that you can do is look at how much you're giving of yourself. Like take an inventory. How much of your time, of your energy, of your body are you giving to other people? Are you giving to yourself more than you're giving to others? If you're not, then you need to flip that percentage around. Another thing to look at is boundaries. And here I would say start small. Start small with saying no to little things with people who support you. And maybe even tell these people in your life that you're close to that you're working on bettering yourself. You've become aware of some behaviors in yourself that you don't like 
or that aren't empowering you or that aren't serving you and that you're working on bettering yourself to do that. And so you're going to use them as kind of a practice ground. And one thing that you can do to help making boundaries easier is to use something what I call the pause. And the pause is when someone asks you to do something or asks for something from you, tell them you'll get back to them. Whether it's texting or on the phone or in person, just say, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. And then take, you know, 12, 24, 48 hours to actually consider what would saying yes to this thing, how would that cause you to show up in your life? And if saying yes would cause you to show up begrudgingly and resentfully, then you need to say no. But if you can show up happily to the thing and truly show up enjoying yourself, then that is maybe a thing that you are okay saying yes to. Another thing you can start doing is take an inventory of what people-pleasing in your life is costing you. How is it affecting your relationships? How is it affecting your work? How is it affecting your ability to relax? How is it affecting your ability to sleep? In my life, the biggest people-pleasing hurdle to overcome is, was, the fear of disappointing someone. And even as much as I've worked on the beliefs and the behavior the last decade, it still can pop up. And I find myself berating myself for falling back into a pattern that I've had for a long, long time. So the last thing to remember is to give yourself grace. Beating ourselves up when we slip is basically abuse. If you wouldn't say it to a friend who's going through it, then don't say it to yourself. A saying that I heard recently that I love that fits this is you can't hate yourself into someone you love. Overcoming people-pleasing is not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of courage to say no when you really want to say yes just to avoid the feelings of guilt and disappointing someone. I get it. It takes courage to overcome the feelings of selfishness when you take time for yourself. And it takes courage to stay on the path of overcoming people-pleasing because you will have setbacks just like I've had even recently. So it takes courage to stay in integrity with yourself in changing these behaviors instead of just going back to the old way of people-pleasing and abandoning yourself because that feels easier. And being fixed and recovered doesn't mean you'll never experience it again. It's about gaining the tools to handle it smoother and easier every time you encounter something that triggers you. And I'm here to support you in that journey. Stay tuned for episode three, where I'll uncover the biggest aha moment that I had and what helped me overcome people-pleasing to the point now where I can confidently say no without any feelings of guilt or selfishness where I put my needs first and I know that I am my own priority 
and where I stay in integrity with myself and my values. No more thinking others' needs and feelings are more important than my own, because they're not. This aha that I'm going to share in episode three was the true turning point for me in being able to recover from setbacks that I still have in people-pleasing, but now I can recover from them in a couple of hours instead of a couple days or even a couple of years. And what I've discovered is it helps me also in every other area of my life. Connection is one of my top five values, so I'd love to connect with you further. Reach out and say hi, follow me on Instagram, or join my private Facebook community, which is Mastering Midlife with Heidi. And if you got value from this episode and know someone would get value too, if they're a people pleaser and you know that they would benefit something from this, I'd love for you to share it with your family and friends. When we grow and expand and help others do the same, the world becomes a better place. See you in the next episode. Thank you for spending time with me today. To continue on your journey of mastering midlife, click the link in the description to download my free guide, 20 Ways to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. See you in the next episode.